At North Point Community Church, we are passionate about helping our community move toward a life fully devoted to Jesus. And we hope this message helps you do that. Thank you for tuning in. So joining me on stage, all the way from Sri Lanka, we have our missionaries, Laminda and Denise Ubeawansha, and their boys, Levi and Judah. So give them a hand. We have been with Laminda and Denise since the very beginning. In fact, they were the first missionary couple, I think, that I met when I first came on staff. Um, So my heart is especially tender towards them because I've kind of seen them grow up a little and to see them, how God is using them in Sri Lanka, they've been doing some incredible things. Um, And so I just want Denise and Laminda to just share a little bit about what's been going on. Hey, everybody. Good to see you guys and good to be back. And thank you so much for supporting us. You know, during last three years, we had our challenges, but you guys were there with us. And uh, we had to kind of relearn how to really, you know, help communities over there. And especially uh, during this COVID situation, you know, uh, we were able to help uh, people with some dry rations and special project that we did. We not only we just gave it to uh, our church members, we asked somebody else in the community also to bless, uh, so they did, and you guys uh, partner with us on that project, and we just wanna thank you so much for being with us and helping us and uh, help us to reach the unreached in, in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and so right now, um, they decided they weren't really planning on coming home this summer, but because of the situation in Sri Lanka with COVID, it's far, far worse there than it is here. Um, They really can't do outreach um, in ministry the way that they want to. Uh, So they they decided to come back here and just get refreshed, and we're glad to be part of that. Um, So, But they've been able to do some pretty cool things, and I know you did something fun yesterday, so I'll let Denise talk about that a bit. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell our boys are especially still really tired. We went to Lake Michigan yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so we have a bucket list of things that you got to do in Michigan. So we definitely had to make that one on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been, um, you know, trying to enjoy our time in America and the food and, of course, having some Tums afterwards to get used <laughs> to it. And uh, we've been also going to a lot of playgrounds and stuff. Um, it's in Sri Lanka. What few playgrounds they do have have all been closed for the entire pandemic. So for our guys just to um, play in playgrounds and stuff like that again, I mean, it's been almost a year and a half um, since they played. So it kind of had to relearn how to do it. And it's just been really a joy for us to watch them doing all of that. So we're just happy to have them here. Uh, They're not heading back yet. They're heading back down to Cincinnati tomorrow, but they will be joining us. Um, They'll be back up here in October, I think. Uh, So if you didn't get a chance to talk to them today, they'll be back in October and and, uh, just connect with them then. But isn't it right if I pray for you guys? All right, let's pray for them, okay? Lord, thank you so much that Laminda and Denise get to be here with us right now and their boys. And I thank you how you have protected them and sustained them um, over this past year, especially. I pray that their time here would continue to be a time of renewal and refreshment and that you would just continue to grow them and to prepare their hearts for the work that you have called them to. Thank you that we get to partner with them. Help us to do it well. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. So, Laminda has a great message for you today. 
Hey, everybody. <laughs> Good morning, and I'm so thrilled to be here. And uh, we were here three years ago, I think, as we were preparing to go back to Sri Lanka. So here we are with some great updates for you. But before we go to that, I want to read from Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 29. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Right, we are in the sermon series called Crazy Talk, I believe, and today is our last Sunday, and uh, your pastor Rick asked me to come here and unpack some uh, uh, familiar, I think familiar verses, but I think it has some great uh, lessons for us to learn. So, Pastor Rick is somewhere in the United States, maybe some national park out there enjoying his time. I mean, I can't complain because I come from a beautiful island with uh, so many uh, beautiful beaches and uh, wonderful places to go. But um, if you go back to this verse that I read, it's very familiar, like I said, many people have heard of it sermons upon sermons and lessons, and uh, we know it, and some people just memorized <laughs> these verses, but it's simply kind of telling us, I think Pastor Rick kind of using me to <laughs> tell you this, uh, because I come every three years or so, so I can kind of like let it out, the hard talk, I guess. So uh, he just want, you know, the lesson is, guys, if you are a wise man or woman, you build your life according to God's word, right? But if you don't, your life is going to be a mess, basically. And if you don't believe in that, you know, if you just hear the word or listen to the words, but don't put them into practice, if you're not doers, if you're just listeners, things are going to be rough, basically. But... I think there is some more truth to this particular parable. I will get into that later. So my topic today is living it out, <laughs> right? Living it out. The spiritual uh, know-how looks great, but it doesn't last in a storm. The spiritual know-how looks great on the outside, but it doesn't prepare us when we face challenges like COVID, you know? So this is very much what I had to learn this last two and a half years. Uh, you know, if, if you, some of you may remember that I came here three years ago as I was preparing to go back to Sri Lanka to do our mission work. Uh, we were equipped by uh, the Word of God, you know, we finished our bachelor's here at Great Lakes and went to Cincinnati, did our Masters of Divinity. We got our trainings with CMF. We were really pumped to go back to Sri Lanka. And we, I had some experience from 99 over there, working with some uh, great link of pastors over there. But 
you know, we want to go back and introduce this community health evangelism uh, method of ministry and DMM, disciple making movement. They had this, this great way of uh, discipling people by this uh, Bible study called Discovery Bible Study, right? So uh, we were really excited to go back to Sri Lanka and start a movement and teach and train and equip these people, which we did. We went there and we introduced our program to so many pastors, especially the pastors who are focusing on outreach ministries. And, you know, we trained them with our CHE program, and they were ready to go out and teach these great methods in their own communities. But 2019, uh, Easter Sunday, some of you may remember there was some uh, terrorist attack, you know, some uh, extremists uh, attacked, uh, blasted bombs at three different major churches, big churches, and um, uh, four or five, uh, I think four different uh, five-star hotels killing about 300 people. So we were devastated because we were really enjoying some time of peace after the civil war uh, ended in 2009. So this thing happened. And my uh, pastors were ready to go back to their own communities and they were ready to do their seed projects. Bam, this thing happened. Curfew were imposed, and about one and a half weeks we couldn't go out anywhere. And especially, uh, we want to, you know, do community ministry, so we couldn't really go to any community. There was a fear, uncertainty, and uh, it really killed our mo momentum, you know. And then after a while, we were kind of, you know, racing up again and 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 trying to prepare people. And my wife got dengue. <laughs> it's a mosquito-borne. Uh, illness like malaria, so she had to be hospitalized for one week. She had some internal leakings and stuff. It was really tough times. Then again, killed our momentum. Then, uh, you know, Bible schools, experiences, our spiritual know-how would not prepare us for this kind of situations, guys. Then you all experienced this COVID-19 thing. It really bad. At first, they were, you know, struggling with it, and somehow they had to, like, go through lockdowns one and a half months, and then again, the ne next wave, the next wave, so really killed our momentum. So we, in the midst of these difficulties, we had to learn and rely on God, you know, and uh, somehow God would open doors for us, you know. We really needed gods to direct us because we had plans. We wanted to do things in certain ways, but it didn't happen the exact way that we planned. So now we had to relearn things and listen to God for new directions. But we always know that God knows everything. God sees everything. You know, He will walk through difficulties and show the ways for us. We just need to rely on God. So, um, the, uh, my atmosphere for his highest, I time to time go to that uh, devotions and God speaks to me uh, through that 
devotion book a lot and one day I was reading through it and the author says something like this. Many times we all have visions before a thing made real. What does it mean? What does he mean by that? When we realize that although the vision is real, it is not real in us. And then is the time Satan comes into picture with all kinds of temptations and trying to make us feel like we have failed and make us give up. You know, I was just questioning things. You know, we were prepared to do something totally different and, and face with all kinds of situations like this. And why, God? And why you do these things? Or what is going on? How do I really reach out? Are we making any difference over here? But then God started to show his love and open doors for us to really connect with people, even in bad times, in so many different ways, very tangible ways uh, to reach out to those unreached. Like I shared earlier, the uh, food pack ministry, you know, we, it was really, you guys partnered with us and it really opened doors for us to reach out to those people who didn't have anything, you know. Many people in Sri Lanka, about 45% live day-to-day uh, by day-to-day wages, you know. So when you just impose like one and a half months long lockdowns, they are helpless. Government couldn't really afford to help them. Uh, so, you know, they have no food, no essential needs. So we were really able to bring about closer to 14,000 pounds of food uh, and, uh, and reaching out. And there was one whole village uh, uh, that never really knew Christ. We went there, we shared things with them, and at the end of our program that day, they asked us to come to this house, and, you know, our guys just went in there, and there was like five families still wanted to hang out with us, so we would sing some songs and pray for people and preach a little gospel there, and uh, God was really moving and showing us the ways even during these difficult times. So, guys, we may already always have plans. Like, you know, we, we got all these things. We've been coming to church for so many years. We study the book and we, you know, know what to do in certain situations. We always, like, put ourselves ahead of Christ sometimes. You know, you just, we know everything. We figure it out. We are, are, are very equipped by, by uh, the knowledge that we have. Um, but then we are thrown into situations like these uh, that we were we are not, never really prepared to do. I mean, I, I'm sure for you guys too, these last three years, maybe you had so many different plans because we all build our house, right? We all build our lives, you know? We all build every day. Uh, whether you're building with God or not, we are building something. Every man is building uh, their life with God. So, when we have these kind of challenges, it is really difficult uh, for us to see what's going on. Author also says here, God gives us the vision, then he takes us down to the valley to batter us into, into the shape of his vision, the vision. And it is in the valley that so many have faint and give away. So in the valley, God is uh, uh, training us 
to face the situations because ultimately, guys, I think God is not really like excited to see so, like, how many things you do and how many, uh, I don't know, <laughs> things that you're going to build up, raise up, and how many people follow you, or this and that. But ultimately, he's really excited to see uh, about your character, you know, how much you rely on God, how much you listen to uh, his word, and how much the, the truth that you apply to your day-to-day -day life, and are you in tune with God. So this is what is very, very much important. We have this ideal, you know, vision in our minds, but it is in the valley God is preparing us and connecting us to his vision. So I was prepared with so many things, uh, and knowledge, experience, support, you know, equipment, resources, but none of those things really helped me in the situation that I faced last two years. It is only trusting the Lord, we can only withstand the storm by believing in Christ, by putting God's crazy things into practice, so to speak. You know, Jesus always lead us to fight against Satan or fight against the situations like that if you rely on him. So I want to encourage you guys, let Jesus really mold yourself. Let him uh, challenge you. You know, even though we feel like we got this, we figure this out, we can do this, you know, we can fight this, but let God uh, help you through the things. Because otherwise, sometimes it just really in the difficulties, we harden our hearts, right? Uh, and it's just going to push us, you know, challenge us, and, and, and it can bend us sometimes if you're not really uh, relying on God or, or adaptive to God or just soft-hearted, that hardness of your heart can break you in situations like that. God doesn't want that to happen, guys. God wants you to I have a broken heart. You know, broken heart is not a weak thing. It is something God is expecting from his people, right? He is expecting us to be broken uh, because we are broken people. We don't have everything figured out. We don't have every answer to every question. So we don't really have to pretend like that. Sometimes you gotta step back, let God speak to us, let God take care of us. I mean, if you just think about anything in your past life with Christ, any situation, you know, hasn't he just show up and haven't he come and just like help you in that situation? Doesn't he really give you the answers and somehow help you to overcome that situation? The only thing that is required is to have patience, you know. We want things happen really fast. We want to have uh, things happen in, this, in the way that we, ex we are expecting, you know, in our own timing, and our own style, but that does not happen many times, guys. Because God has a different plan, maybe, a different strategy, maybe, 
like in that situation, I had to learn uh, different strategies because God says even in good times and in bad times, do my work, you know. So I was hoping and, and, and I, I asked finally, God, please show us the way to serve your people. So he did. I just want to take your mind back to what I started this morning, the uh, Matthew 7, 24, 29, the wise man and the foolish man thing, you know, the familiar <laughs> parable that you're talking about. It's basically saying like if you, obviously, it says if you are a wise man, you build your life on the rock, which is the uh, word of God and believing in that, uh, you will be fine. But if you don't, uh, your life will collapse, basically, right? But I think uh, this particular parable has something more than that. A lesson is beyond that. Uh, I want to draw your attention to uh, verses 22 and 23, if you will. It says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Guys, that's a harsh <laughs> statement, right? Uh, you know, it's not saying like, hey, you guys did well, but you know, you were not really doing the things that I'm saying, but this is saying like, I don't know you, get away from you, you evildoers. <laughs> uh, we just really need to pause here and think about this for a minute. You may be coming to church for so many years, generation to generation maybe, and you may be participating in all the programs that we do here, and support missions, And even give 10% to the church, you know. And you do all these things. But God is expecting more than that, I think. God is expecting us to really connect with him in personal level. You know, it is easy for us to fall into this uh, life of Christianity that we compartmentalize everything. You go to church on Sunday. You go to uh, Bible studies on Wednesday. You do this program, you do that program, and you may even try to just evangelize to your, your community, your friends, but God is expecting a little bit more than that. He's interested about building your character with him. That is a, uh, a far more interesting thing for him. If you see from the beginning, if you see the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, He's interested in building your character. He's interested in getting to know you. He's interested in uh, you following his footsteps. So I think in this particular verses, we see the lesson, a solid foundation that is taking, talking about here, uh, Beyond what is obvious is obedience. Obedient, obedience, obeying his 
instructions. It is pretty simple, guys. It is pretty simple. But many times we fail to do this because we already have our religious uh, agendas, the way we do things, uh, the way we do Christian life is all like preconceived ideas that we have. But the walk with God, I think it should be you living in the moment and let God really guide you through that. Uh, because our, our spiritual know-how, it's always not going to help us. Uh, it's not always going to protect us, you know, and uh, you have no answers to some things. You know, like COVID hit really bad, your, your closest friends are dying and your, uh, people are losing jobs and there's like no hope in the situations like that. So the, the Bible schools doesn't prepare us to <laughs> take care of those kind of things. It is just relying on God, believing in Him, only we can uh, bring hope to people. Uh, I really believe, guys, that God uh, is above all these things because He's above time, matter, and space, right? He's above our, our limited things. He knows everything. He will help us to come out of this situation. He will help us uh, if you believe in God and if you are obedient to His Word. I think that's the lesson we need to uh, grasp from this, this particular parable. If you are believing in him and, 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 and listening to him and willing to put the things that he wants us to put into practice, uh, that's what he's expecting from us. One of my pastors who always says, it's not about the religion, but the relationship with Christ, right? I think he created you and I to have relationship with him. I think the heaven is the relationship with Christ. The hell is the separation. So there are so many things to separate people in this world, but God is with us. And if you are connected with God in personal level, people will see that in your day-to-day -day actions, and that will speak to them as a testimony more than anything you ever do, and I do. So I had to re relearn to put away my experiences, education, or whatever the things, and trust in the Lord and depending on Him. So I encourage you guys this morning to really rely on Him, to really obey and, and obey to His truth every single day, one step at a time. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this morning that you have given us the freedom to come here and praise you and worship you and thank you for the life that you have given in this life that is uncertain. <laughs> you know, and thank you for the, the air that we breathe, Lord. Thank you for this new day you have given us. Um, thank you that uh, even though we put ourselves ahead of ourselves many times and we think that we are equipped religiously to face anything, uh, we are even walking ahead of you many times, but time to time you remind us, it is not what I'm expecting. I want to walk with you. I want to love you, open your heart, because God, you are most interested to see our broken hearts. 
Lord, we come to you as broken people. Um, we ask you comfort us, Lord. We ask you give us knowledge and guidance for our future. Be with us, O oh God. Help us to bring the light to the people. Uh, bring uh, hope to the people, Lord. Bring life to the people that is only in you. We ask you to be with us, O oh God, and bless us in this morning. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' mighty name I pray.